for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! Welcome in to the Blitz Podcast. My name is Jaden, Kane is out. Was he out at all last week? I feel like he's been out recently. Nah, he was he was here last week. Yeah. But anyway, I've got Mitchell and Tyler with me. Mitchell, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Holding up strong except the loss yesterday. Tyler's probably high off of that. <laughs> Which leads me to my next question. Tyler, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Mitchell. I it, It's crazy because, I mean, I did say on the pod last week everything – says Chargers are going to win this game, so I'm going to pick the Vikings, even though I've been ragging on them for the past couple weeks. It, it was just one of those games that, for some reason, it felt like a, a Vikings win to give me false hope uh, down the stretch and put them right back in wildcard contention. And we all know how this is going to end. But um, for the time being, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing very well. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still recovering from my second win in fantasy of less than a point in two weeks. Just sweated out a .5 victory after a .6 victory last week from that dreadful Monday night football game that I will never forgive Matt Stafford for ever, ever, ever. And there are a lot of Rams fans that might not be forgiving Matt Stafford anytime soon. 243, a touchdown, two picks. They only get seven points. Cooper Cup continues his run. 11 for 122 49ers end up getting the win 31 to 7 31 10 uh oh 31 10 you're, yeah, you're gay, right they did get gay, that uh yeah gay had that late field goal yeah you're right uh so which leads me and in, right into it did we jump the gun on the la rams tyler man there's problems brewing in hollywood that's all i gotta say i mean this is a team that you know, you bring in Von Miller, you bring in OBJ, all the glitz and the glamour is there ready to be put on display. And they just laid a fat egg tonight. I mean, from the get go, this game was uh, an uphill battle for them. And they're down 14, nothing, I think, after the first quarter. And from it was it was never close. Um, I jumped the gun on them. I, I I've always you know, it's always been a coin flip between them and the Cardinals in that division. Obviously, the Cardinals laid an egg this week, but they didn't have their two best players. Um, but yeah, man, I serious question marks because this offense you know i i know robert woods was not having the best season but like without him now teams are just going to hone in on cooper cup and the other guys van jefferson dropping balls um i mean higby dropped a couple balls as well so you know these other guys are going to have to step up or yeah there's going to be some serious problems going on in la and you know this division's completely up for grabs right now yeah and i mean those other guys you have a, have a very important big name other guy and Odell Beckham, who's still learning that offense. I, I believe he only had like, there was one point where out of their first 40 offensive snaps, I think he was only on the field for 12 of them. And it's just because they were trying to hurry up, obviously, because they were losing in the game and they couldn't run the hurry up because Odell doesn't know the offense yet. So it'll be interesting to see how they get him involved. Mitchell, are you hitting the panic button on the Rams right now? I am actually. I, I wouldn't say we jumped the gun on them prior to this week because Robert Woods was still there until Friday afternoon. He, you can't replace him with Odell Beckham Jr. Because in McVay's offense, you kind of need 
by the book receivers who are going to do what the playbook tells you to do. And that's what Robert Woods will do. Odell Beckham Jr. does not do that. He likes to kind of scheme things up on his own, try to get his own creative spacing on however he can. And that's just not how McVay's offense runs. And I feel like they're going to hit a massive wall because you have Cooper Cup as a receiving threat. Higby's maybe a middle-of-the-pack tight end. But other than that, Van Jefferson didn't show out tonight against probably a fairly weak secondary in the 49ers. It raises major concerns for me that they couldn't capitalize more. Yeah, this was one that I, I really thought that the Rams were going to win by a significant margin, especially because they do have a lot of bad matchups or they impose a lot of bad matchups on the Niners and they just come off that loss. And it felt awful reminiscent of what we saw last week. There was a pick early by Matt Stafford and then he comes back on one of the first plays of the next drive and throws a pick six. But the Niners really looked good tonight after a couple weeks of struggling. Debo Samuel continues to put together this season that no one saw coming. I I will say I was one of his biggest doubters, even, you know, up until a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I, I still am not buying it 100% with him. He just keeps putting up numbers, especially fantasy-wise. He gets five carries, 36 yards and touchdown, and then five catches, catches all of his targets, 97 yards, and a receiving touchdown. I mean, this uh, this term has been used a lot on this podcast recently, but is Debo Samuel a lock it in top five wide receiver rest of the season, Mitchell? <laughs> I would put him over. Uh, I don't know about over AJ Brown, but top five, no top 10. Yeah. He's, he just gets you any sort of production you look for rushing stats. Aren't necessarily great for PPR, but he'll get you yards and a touchdown here and there like tonight. Yeah. Tyler, where do you have Debo Samuel rest of the season? Yeah, I think yes. he's I think he's in that 10-12 range, and I think it's because he doesn't play in a high-powered offense, but he's such a gadget that Kyle Shanahan loves to use in any facet, whether it's an end-around, whether it's putting him in the backfield as a as a running back. Like That, that is something that we saw tonight that it, it's almost got like some Cordell Patterson type to him, like in that, in that sense, where it's just like, hey, let's just get the guy this ball in space, and he's going to create big plays. I heard something on the um on the broadcast tonight that I thought was just absolutely incredible that since Debo Samuel has entered the league, he has 9.5 yards after the catch on average, uh, every single catch, which is absolutely insane. That's an extra first down after he catches it every single time. It's just, it, it's crazy to think about. And yeah, I think that I was a doubter of him this season. I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest. And I think that it's because a lot of us, I, I would imagine probably all three of us thought Brandon Ayuk was going to be something and, he just has not turned into anything uh, remotely what we thought that he could be. So, yeah, um, Debo's looked great, and Grappolo did what Grappolo needed to do, manage the game and not turn the ball over, and that's, that's what you got to do. And, you know, when, when they're able to do that and, and rely on their defense, um, especially getting pressure to the quarterback, this is what makes the 49ers the 49ers. This was a very typical, reminiscent, Kyle Shanahan-coached 49ers win tonight. Yeah, and they looked great. Also, Debo Samuel, shocking to me, average points per game, average PPR points per game. He is second among wide receivers behind only Cooper Cup. Wow. The first nine games. Like that. Who had that on their bingo card coming into the season? Who was who was taking him in the second round of their drafts? Uh so 49ers as a whole 
do you think they can make serious make a serious run at that seventh seed, Mitchell? I have no idea what to expect from this team because they just got demolished by the Cardinals last week without Kyler Murray and without DeAndre Hopkins and Chase Edmonds went down. I, I just don't know what to think of them. I feel like they have the play calling out of Shanahan, and if they can get it straight, they all they have a shot because the Seahawks just laid an egg. The Vikings are behind them, even though they are a great team, but it it's just a toss-up for that bottom of the wild card spot. Tyler, what's your take on the Niners? Oh, I think they're definitely in that in that wild card mix for sure. I mean, especially with the Seahawks losing this past week to the Packers. Seahawks are now, I think, three and five, three and six, something like that. Um, you know, they they definitely took a step back. But here's the thing: the 49ers get the Jags and the Texans two out of the last. That you know, quarter of their games are against the Jags and the Texans the rest of the way, and then they play the Vikings. They play the Falcons. They play the Seahawks. These are all teams right in contention with them. They also have the Bengals, Titans, and, and the Rams at the end of the year. So, you know, not only are there definitely winnable games, but they're playing against teams that are right there in contention with them. So, yeah, the wild card spot is definitely there for the taking. Um, I don't know if they necessarily – I mean, every team you can say controls their own destiny. Um, but I, I think the 49ers, if they're able to play this type of football, yeah, man, nobody can beat this team. This this was a super – this is what we saw from the 49ers in the Super Bowl or or leading up to the Super Bowl in that Super Bowl run uh, was, was games like this. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd put them in contention. You know, I think they're right there with – Vikings, Falcons, uh, who else is there? Saints are right there now. So there's a lot of teams that are going to be. Panthers, maybe. Panthers, yeah, Panthers yeah. are there as well, especially with the yeah, newfound new quarterback there. with Cam Newton. But, yeah, I, I think they've absolutely got a shot for sure. Yeah, I mean, they just – they played a brand of football that just doesn't fit the Rams very well. They just run it down your throat. They're going to punch you in the mouth. And that's exactly what they did to the Rams tonight. And – I don't know, like we were saying, the Rams not looking good. But talk about a team that has not looked good all season, and we finally see what the Chiefs were capable of on Sunday Night Football primetime. Patrick Mahomes is back. All, all, of this, all of the doubters, all of that that has come from this season, he has silenced that on a, in a primetime matchup against the Raiders, 409 yards, five touchdowns. Darrell Williams has a nice game, nine catches, 101 yards and a touchdown. Who, who needed a receiving back out of LSU with a first-round pick? Uh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill gets two touchdowns, and Kelsey also has a nice little game, eight catches, 119. So does this officially put the Chiefs' concerns to rest, Tyler? Yeah, I do. I think so. I mean, me and you have been hyping this up. This is going to be the week. Patrick Mahomes finally breaks out. This is going to be the, this is going to be the week. And you were adamant about it on the last pod, and it definitely happened. And not only that, but it's like I said – the two games leading up to this, they won. Now, yes, they were against the Giants and they were against the Packers um, with Jordan Love. I'm not saying that those were great wins and the offense looked terrible, but what did look good in those games was the defense. And it finally showed that if the Chiefs can – I mean, look at what the defense has done over the past couple of weeks. You know, they, I know 17 to the Giants, but 14 to the Raiders, 7 to, to Jordan Love and company. Um, I think this defense is, is what is – really flying under the radar for the chiefs right now and, and really giving them a chance in these games. And obviously they, they blew the brakes off the Raiders. I absolutely, not only do I think that this puts the concerns to rest. Um, I think that 
they're going to win the. I think they're favorite to win this division, and I think they're right up there to to possibly win the AFC too. I think this Chiefs team is back. I think this is what we anticipated. They faced some adversity. It, you know, Patrick Mahomes is in what third, fourth year? I think fourth year now, and this is the first real adversity he's faced. This is the longest any quarterback has gone without facing some kind of adversity like this. And you knew it was bound to happen and it happened. And I think that they're finally over that hump. And I think we're going to see full steam ahead. They play the Cowboys this week, uh, which is going to be an incredible game um, here in Kansas city. But yeah, I think the chiefs are, have definitely put these concerns to rest. Yeah. So that was actually my next question. Are they once again the AFC favorite? So, Mitchell, I will throw that to you. Do you think the Chiefs are the favorite in the AFC again? I don't know about favorite, but they're definitely going to make the playoffs at this point because most of the schedule they have after the bye week is AFC West teams. They have one game against the Chargers, two against the Broncos, who we never know what's going to show up with the Broncos at this point, but I still think they're frauds. I, I think they'll definitely manage to put together a playoff team. It's just a matter of if they actually get home field advantage, if they can win enough games. The division isn't exactly on lock yet, but it's kind of a toss-up for us. I would also I – mean, I, I was just going to say the other thing that, I, that really stood out in this game, and I know you touched on the Daryl Williams, and I know we talked about it in our group, and it's, it's simply just Patrick Mahomes getting rid of the ball quicker. I know that might sound <laughs> very, very simple, um, but it it showed those if they're going to play two safeties deep and they're going to allow all those checkdowns for a couple yards, do it. Why? Why not? If you can get seven, eight yards on a checkdown to a, a running back, uh, Kelsey, um, you know, even Tyreek or, or Robinson Pringle, whoever it might be. Just you, you got to start taking those. And I think that's what Mahomes did in this game. And I think that's what we're going to see from them until teams start to adjust their defense to nail how the Chiefs are going to play. Yeah, and, it, and when you do take those checkdowns more often, it opens up the offense a lot more because now they got to play up a little bit. Like, And if you don't have a running game, which, I mean, you can definitely live without a running game, they got to play up on that instead of playing up on a run game, and that opens up for the biggest weapon in the NFL in Tyreek Hill. Uh, so on to the Raiders. They, it's, it just feels like they've lost like that fight. Like when they lost Gruden, it felt – like they had like this fight to keep them in games and they were winning games. And I feel like that's all gone. I don't, and like, we're starting to see the Raiders team that we thought this was going to be the defense is really stalling out. Derek Carr, 261, two touchdowns and a pick. It wasn't a bad game statistically, but it didn't look good. eye test wise Mitchell, are they still locks to make the playoffs? They were never locks. They're completely out of it at this point. I, there's no way this team's going to fight back into it. I think they were holding on to the hope that they could somehow stay ahead in the division, but it's just too tight of a race in the AFC. And this team does not have the talent on offense to stay in that race. Well, I guess that changes my question to Tyler. Do you think the Raiders will make the playoffs? No. Um, I know the AFC is loaded with a lot of these five and three, five and four, four and five teams, um, but I don't see them coming uh out of it uh amongst these teams they've got Bengals, um cowboys dallas washington chiefs again browns broncos colts chargers i mean there's i mean the only easiest game is against 
Washington, who just beat Tampa. So how easy is that game? I, it's the NFL. And, and that's the one thing we've realized over the last couple of weeks is who the, who the fuck knows anything at this point? I mean, seriously, I, I, I have you can sit here and try and predict these games and predict what's going to happen. And you're going to be wrong. I'll, I'll guarantee it. it. It's just absolutely ridiculous, the, the parody that's involved. But it's great for the game. It's great for the league to have this. But, yeah, I, I do not see this Raiders team. It, it's like Mitchell said, you know, they, they were hanging on to – to, to what hope they had. And then when you have the rugs news come down, when you have the Arnett news come down, it's like, how many blows can we take? And eventually you're just going to become emotionally deflated. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Yeah. I mean, and just as far as like the parody goes in the league, I, this has been one of the most fun to watch seasons, if not the most fun to watch season, just through 10 games that I can remember in a long time. And I feel like every team has a chance to win like every, any given Sunday. Um, i.e. Washington beating the Bucks, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I mean, let, first, me, let, let, let me ask ahead. you this before we hop into like, let me ask you guys each this. Give me your top three teams in the NFL right now. Personally? For me? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to have, even though they lost this week, I'm going to have to have the Bucks probably at two. Packers at one just because they're proven. And I know the Rams just got whooped on Monday night football, but I'm going to still the Rams. I have the Packers at one. And then I really didn't want to do this, but I figured like, there's no reason for me not to, but I think the Cowboys might be at two, man. They just, I don't, that offense is just dynamite and I don't trust the defense whatsoever, but I don't trust the Bucks defense. And if a B is not there to you know, open up that offense further. They're, they're not a very, they're not that great of an offense. Like they're good. They've got Tom Brady. They've got all the weapons, but they're not a juggernaut like they're supposed to be. And if you remember last year, that offense didn't start rolling until AB finally got accustomed into that system. And then if the Rams keep coming out and land duds and we don't know the health status of Kyler Murray, I don't know. I think I've got Packers, Cowboys and Cardinals. That's my top three right now. It could be three new teams next week. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, I've got the Packers. You got, First of all, no AFC teams were mentioned there by you guys yeah. between those six teams, which is crazy. Yeah. I have the Packers, and we keep selling this team short, and they keep doing it week in and week out. I got the Titans at two. I, 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 I know that – Without Derrick Henry and all, but I've we, we I, I cannot continue to deny this team. I've got them at two, and my close <sighs> I, at three. It's a coin flip between three and four. At three right now, I do have the Cardinals, but at a close four, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs, and then five and six are Bucks Rams. That's oh, where Cowboys I stand with the NFL. Still, the Cowboys out of the top six. I'm a Cowboys. I'm I'm not a huge Cowboys believer, and I've got them at two. And 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 that's the thing is you can make an argument between one through like ten. You can make an argument for yeah. all those teams to be the best team, and that's the crazy part right now. It's it's great. I love it. Uh, as an NFL fan, gotta love it. But one team that we all three had in our top three was the Green Bay Packers, who get Aaron Rodgers back this week, and this game was wildly disappointing for something that we thought we were going to have Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, 17 total points, and all of them were from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Weren't they all in the second half? 
I'm pretty sure so. it was zero uh, zero. It was three. Yeah, it might have been three zero. zero. Yeah. yeah, but is three zero entering the fourth at least? I was still running on fumes from the Steelers game, so I, I probably don't even remember. Um, AJ Dillon, which unfortunately Kane isn't here to toot his horn about that. 21 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns, and he's going to be filling in for Aaron Jones for at sounds like one to two weeks. Mitchell, do you have anything on that? I mean, they're saying it's mild, one to two weeks. The man went down crying in the tent, but as long as he didn't go to the locker room, I guess it wasn't severe enough for them to truly worry about it. I would stick to the one to two weeks for now unless he has some sort of setback. Yeah, so I, I was going to say, like, my, my question that I have down is Packers are now the one seed. Do they keep it? And I feel like this, this is a really hard question to answer. So, Tyler, do you think they're going to hold on to that one seed? Man, it's – I mean, that's a great question. I know that they play the Vikings twice. Ooh, they've, they've got the Rams. They've got the Ravens on their schedule as well. The Browns there, the Bears – and the Lions to finish Detroit. it out. Um, I I mean they've got they've got in my opinion they've got two probably three wins pretty much automatically there. Um, and then between the Browns, Ravens, one of those Vikings and and the Rams, that's it's going to be tough. But I haven't looked at the Cardinals' schedule in depth. Um, but I I right now I would say that they get the number one seed. And it's not only Aaron Rodgers. This defense looks good right now. Their defense is playing very, very well. And I don't know if they're, you know, the best defense in football, but damn, if they're not right up there, they have, they have really shown it the last three to four weeks. And that's been, in my opinion, probably the most impressive part is they've got a run game and we're going to see what AJ Dillon can do now as a, as a primary back. Uh, but they got the run game and the defense, which has been great. And Mitchell, you talked about it. All we've done, especially you, is shit on Kevin King. And that man has been showing out the past couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes, he has. And it's crazy because we've been talking about this Packers. Or I, I feel like this Packers defense hasn't been given enough credit. Like we're yeah. talking about it now, but they have held uh, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson in the last three weeks to a total of 601 yards and one touchdown without Jair Alexander, who is a top two corner, and Zadarius Smith, who's their best pass rusher. Also, they do lose Whitney Merciless, who was a big signing for them for the season today. So that really hurts their defense. But Mitchell, go ahead. I feel like we just bullied Kevin King into actually being a legitimate corner. <laughs> Everybody made fun of him enough, and it worked out for him. I do think that they have the best – or maybe not the best, but it's right up there as far as uh, safety combos between Adrian Amos and uh, Darnell Savage, he a Terp. Um, those two guys have been <laughs> great. And, you know, if, if Kevin King's going to struggle, at least he's got those two guys over the top to help him out. Um, the one player that they didn't lose to injury, which I thought was big, was Gary. Um, they said that he's going to oh, wear yeah. cast this week, rough. I think, but, yeah, but he's going to be playing, which that could have been a detrimental loss to that defense and he's been playing really well oh he's been great yep so the fact that he's looked like at least he's going to be healthy for at least the time being that's huge for them um but yeah i i think they keep the one seed what do you think mitchell i would like to say the upcoming schedule for the cardinals seahawks bye week bears rams lions colts cowboys and seahawks and the seahawks always play them tough 
and Tyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins coming off of nagging injuries and a game where they just got stomped in Seattle next week. That's not even a lot. And then the Bears, they're just starting to catch their stride. They play the Bears in Chicago. None of these games are locked except Detroit because, let's face it, Detroit is probably not going to win. Yeah, at this point, Detroit is locked because they've tied one game where they had their best chance to win facing Mason Rudolph. I I don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to happen for him at this point. Shut up, man. I I think the Packers do end up keeping on to it just because the Cardinals – they this it happened last year. Kyle Murray was healthy the first half of the year. They looked amazing. Everybody thought they were going to win that division, and then he started to get injuries, and then they started to fall off when he couldn't be Superman every game. Well, and the other thing is, Packers have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals as well, mm-hmm. which true. can be crucial, especially in this year where only one team gets to buy. And that's that that number one seed is so pivotal this year compared to in years past. When, it used to be two teams and now it's only one. Yeah. And when you got to go through Lambeau, that's yep. that's much more difficult than going through Arizona. No offense to the nine Cardinals fans on planet Earth. Uh, Seahawks with a very rough week. This is the first time they've been shut out since Russell Wilson has been playing quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, which was kind of hard to believe. But I mean, I guess. Uh, Russell Wilson coming off of that, what was it, a finger? It was like his middle finger or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 161, like two picks. Uh, he's been rehabbing for 19 hours, 17 hours a day. He was very vocal about telling everyone <laughs> that. <laughs> Psychopath. Um, Nobody tries harder than Russell Wilson in this league. I was literally about to say, yeah. Russell oh, Wilson yeah. is the definition of <laughs> – a brown noser, uh, uh, a tryhard. Like, do you, did you see him in those pregame warmups, like going through his no huddle stuff and like acting like? I was like, dude. And then he came out for the coin toss when he was on IR. I'm like, players don't do this when they're on IR. They let other people, the other captains, take it over. Like, why do you have to be this guy? Like, I get like he is incredible when he's healthy and he's made some memorable plays in NFL history and he's been a great quarterback for the Seahawks. But man, just the dude just try. Yeah, he just tries too hard, man. Take a day off. Yeah, you fucking he nerd. Is 100, he's 100% the guy that brings up to the teacher that forgot we had homework, that we had homework the night before. He's that the is person, 100% Russell Wilson. He's also the student that screws up the curve for the rest of the class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he just – and it, it wasn't even like the throwing power and everything like was off yesterday. He just – he it didn't look like he knew what he was doing. Like he he looked like a quarterback that hadn't been playing in the NFL for the last ten seasons and been to a Super Bowl. Like it just it just didn't look like Russell Wilson. His two main guys, the DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, combine for five catches, forty nine yards. Feel bad for those that started him and started either of those guys in fantasy. Tyler Lockett now six of his last seven games under ten PPR points. Yikes. Water cycle, good. water cycle, <laughs> but it's a drought DK right Metcalf, now. Get ready for the rain. <laughs> yeah. DK Metcalf does get ejected at the end of this game. I still haven't seen what happened. Uh, he, he, exactly. he like grabbed, he grabbed uh, one of the uh, Packers DBs by the face mask and then got separated from him and then went that? after another one and like threw a 
punch slash grab the guy's face mask, another guy's face mask, and like ripped it. And then he he got ejected. And then he tried to come back in on like two or three plays later, and the referee had to tell him, "No, man, you've been ejected." And like it was so embarrassing to watch. Jeez. He's interesting. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. KD Metcalf. I, he uh, seems like the game. He seems like it's such a gentle giant until he's in the game. Like you see all these out of game press conferences. He's so like mellow. And then you get him in game and he's at everybody's neck every game. And it doesn't matter who the DB is. If they're even semi locking him down, he's in their face yelling at them. Yeah. He's, I don't know. I can't, I can't get a read on who he is as a person. Like you were just saying, like he's, he's such a mellow, normal guy. In press conferences and he's so fiery whenever he's in games but man this this was a this was a really big game for seattle like you get russell wilson back this is your chance to you know reposition yourself into contention in the nfc do they have a legit shot like i don't know i'm trying to figure out a way to word this so i'm not being too against them because they're not locks because no one's a lock mm-hmm. in the nfc right now but I feel, okay. The Mitchell, do you think Cardinals. the Steelers are going to make the playoffs? Well, looking at their schedule, they have Arizona next week, Washington, San Fran, Houston. That's pretty much a guarantee at this point, but never say never. <laughs> the Rams, Chicago, Detroit, never say never again. And then the Cardinals again. Uh, unless they come up with some miracle run, I don't see it happening. But I also don't think Russ was ready this week. He came out there with a Band-Aid still on his finger from the surgery incisions. I, I, It does not seem like he was ready. He was just sailing balls on easy passes. I, I You got to hope another week is just what he needed to prepare because he did not look like he was fully rehabbed from this issue. And if they don't have a fully healthy Russell Wilson, they're in trouble. And I think that's partially why he was in because they had no faith in Geno Smith. Yeah. And before I before I kick it to Tyler, Jamal Adams has now tied Vince Wilfork for career interceptions with three. Congratulations to the highest paid safety <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> Tyler, do you think the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs? God, he's so bad in coverage. It's it's absolutely ridiculous how bad he is in coverage. Um, I don't think so, but. They do, like Mitchell was reading off, you know, Texans, Lions, Bears, Washington. I mean, those are all four games that probably going to be favored in. Um, so those are four games that they definitely could win. And then outside of that, they've got the Cardinals twice, the Rams, and the 49ers, so all divisional opponents. But I, I think that they've got a shot, but you got the 49ers ahead of them, the Vikings, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, and even the Eagles are ahead of them. Um, so there's just so many teams ahead of them as to why – you know, if there was one or two teams ahead, it'd be different. But the, the fact that there's like five or six, it's just so much of an uphill battle. I don't see them making the playoffs, but crazier things have happened. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And I mean, with Russell Wilson or the Russell Wilson we once knew, not the one we saw on Sunday, you'll always have a chance. Uh, and that's why I kind of think they'll end up pulling it out because the NFC is a mess right now. And one of those teams that are like at the top or towards the top in the Saints I don't trust with Trevor Simeon, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, on to the next game, Browns-Patriots. Who saw this coming? 45 points 
Tyler saw it coming. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, 45-7 Patriots over the Browns. Mac Jones, 198, three touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson in Damian Harris's relief, 20 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. And Jacoby Myers did it. He got into the end zone. He dove in the end zone. He really cherished that moment. Feel, feel happy for him. He's no longer the player with the most receiving yards in NFL history without a touchdown. So congratulations to, to Jacoby Myers. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to ask you this question, but I feel like I already know your answer. Is it a Patriots <laughs> Super Bowl run realistic? Yeah, damn right. I said it last <laughs> week. I said we could be looking at a possible Brady-Belichick Super Bowl, uh, and little did I know the Patriots might be in better shape than the Bucks right now just because of how loaded the top of the NFC is. But uh, I love the direction the Patriots are going, and this defense looks great. This is a Bill Belichick-type defense that we've remembered, and uh, Mac Jones, man, he looks good. And I know we, we talked about it a little bit, but that rookie of the year race is heating up. And right now, it's a, in my opinion, it's a coin flip between him and Jamar Chase. Uh, I'd probably give the nod to Mac Jones the way he's been playing the past couple of weeks. But yeah, I absolutely think that this team can make the Super Bowl. Not only that, um, I think they've got two more. I think they've got both games against the Bills still left on their schedule, uh, which can be very, very interesting down the stretch in the sense that they can win this division uh, by simply beating the Bills twice. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I love where this Patriots team is right now. Mitchell, what do you think about a Patriots Super Bowl? Uh, I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to see the dynasty coming back. Mac Jones, week seven through 10. You look at his fourth quarter QBR, it's a 98. On a scale to 100, it's a 98. He's just not making mistakes. This is exactly what Bill Belichick loves in quarterbacks. And he's just doing exactly what Bill Belichick loves. And they have just enough receiving threats and running threats that the offense works while the defense carries the weight. And it's realistic. I don't want to say it's going to happen just because I do not like the Patriots, but it's, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility and the division is also not out of the realm of possibility, especially with the way the bills have laid some goose eggs this year. Well, and the Patriots, the Patriots schedule, they've got the Falcons this week on Thursday night. If they escape that, then they've got the Titans in new England. Um, Then they've got the bills at the bills at the Colts bills at home, Jags at home, at the Dolphins. So they end really nicely with the Jags and the Dolphins, but they've got some really winnable games on this schedule. Uh, I mean, the Titans game, they, they could win that, you know, who knows? I mean, this, this team's just clicking right now um, on all cylinders. Uh, and it, I mean, ever, they lost that game to the Cowboys in overtime that they really and truly could have won. And then after that, they've won four straight. And other than the Chargers game, these games have been blowouts. 54-13 against the Jets, 24-6 against the Panthers, 45-7 this week. I mean, this team is just demolishing teams. Yeah, I remember saying it. the Chargers game, too. <laughs> they were getting beaten there until Jared Cook didn't turn around. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're going we're gonna to have to continue Dang. to beat the Chargers dead horse a little bit. But I remember saying it around draft time for Mac Jones, like Mac Jones is a second to third round talent. If you put him anywhere other than new England, if you put him in new England, he's probably like top five pick 
potential. It's just because he runs, he plays the Brady way. And I hate to keep drawing comparisons from a rookie quarterback to Tom Brady, but he plays it the exact same way. He doesn't have the big arm, but he's got an elite processor. He's got very, very good accuracy in the short field. And he just, he just plays within that offense and lets the defense do all the work. And that's why they're being so successful. Talk about a team that's not been very successful. Cleveland Browns. I know, I know they just blew out Cincinnati last week, but then they come out and get their ass kicked by new England. Baker Mayfield. I can't remember at what point in the game he left, but I feel like he was in for a while, for a little bit. Oh, no, he was, he was definitely, pretty solidly. Yeah, yeah. When he, when he got hurt, I want to say it was like, I don't know, 24, seven, 31, seven, something like that before it yeah. really got out of hand. I mean, it was already out of hand, but yeah, once, once it got up to that point, he got hurt. They're, leaving him in the game would not have changed the outcome. Yeah, but he finishes with 73 passing yards. Whenever your quarterback finishes in double digits passing yards, that is trouble. Uh, a touchdown and a pick. Touchdown comes on the first drive. They don't score for the rest of the game. Dearness Johnson in the relief of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 19 carries, 99 yards, 7 catches, 58 yards. So my personal take on this is the Browns are not good right now this is not a good football team you can't blame this loss on the fact that they didn't have Nick Chubb because Dearness Johnson did pretty much exactly what Nick Chubb would have done if, if you can get 160 total yards and a Nick Chubb that's a great day so I, I mean I don't know am I alone is is it Baker Tyler I mean they've got a, a good amount of injuries I'm not gonna deny that I thought getting rid of Odell was was really gonna propel this team in the right direction um, they definitely had a setback this week. I think they just ran into a buzzsaw of the Patriots. Um, now, I don't know what the Browns' schedule looks like the rest of the year. Uh, actually, I've got it right here. So they got the Lions next week, and then they've got the Ravens back to back, but they have a buy sandwich in there. And then they've got Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. It's a tough, it's a tough uh, uh, schedule down the stretch nice. to say the least. Um, but I think that you know they'll probably get that win against the Lions, and then that sets, sets up a huge game against the Ravens and. I think that's going to be a great litmus test to see where this team is, uh, because if they lose that game, I think season's over. If they win that, there's definitely hope uh, to, to not only make the playoffs, but but win the division as well, because this division is completely up for grabs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mitchell, I remember multiple times you've been a Browns AFC championship advocate. Uh, what is the problem with the Cleveland Browns right now? I, well, I think this week they just kind of ran into Belichick. Belichick just out-coached Stefanski on every level. And I know Dearness Johnson's stat line looked great, but knowing this team, you can't imagine Dearness Johnson is going to put up what Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt would do, so you just sell out for the pass. And that's why – I think that's partially why Baker looked horrible because they paid no respect to the run game, didn't worry about play action. <sighs> this team – on paper, looks great. Denzel Ward, until this game, looked like he was getting into the top five corner conversation. They just got smacked in the face. I do agree with Tyler. If they do win this game against the Ravens coming up, they can find a way to get back into it. It's just – Baker Mayfield just goes in this cycle. I know there's means about it where people call you a horrible quarterback, then you beat down on a bad team, look amazing, and then you suck again. That's just kind of how Baker Mayfield rolls at this point. But this which team is, could beat which about is why any team, honestly. Which is why I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. But Oh, he's not. He's not. This team has the potential to compete with anybody. 
It's just a matter of which Baker Mayfield shows up. I think he is the problem to a degree, but if you can just somehow get in his brain to game manage rather than try to make stupid throws like he does occasionally, then they can compete with just about any team in the NFL. But all right, Mitchell. It's a matter of Baker Mayfield. All right, Mitchell. Is Case Keenum the the better option for for how this offense is designed? <sighs> I don't want to say yes, but I will say that I don't think the offense changes much if Case Keenum gets swapped in. And Stefanski and Case Keenum were in an NFC championship together with the Vikings about four years ago. But I, I, I just I, I don't see it from Baker. I don't see if if they can't get to, you know, deep in the playoffs. I'm talking AFC championship Super Bowl run this year. What's his contract look like? That's what I that was my, my next question because he came out. We've talked about it before. He came out in the same class as Lamar and Josh Allen. Those are two guys. Allen's already been paid. Lamar's about to get paid. Baker Mayfield was the number one pick. He got picked over both of those guys. And he has brought this franchise out of the dumps that the Cleveland Browns were in a soul. They were in a tier of their own for like the last 15 years at the bottom of the NFL. And he brought them out of that, whether that can be attributed to him or attributed to the team. He's going to want to get paid. And if you pay him that money, your Super Bowl window immediately closes, in my opinion, because as great as this roster is, you've still got guys that you need to pay. And it, it closes immediately if you give him like 20% of your salary cap, like the Ravens are going to do with Lamar, or the Bills just did with Josh Allen. Like, Well, and the other, I like I brought this up a couple of weeks ago and I was kind of halfway joking, but maybe I'm not as much now, like, is Sam Darnold that much worse? Sam he Darnold makes, makes the big mistake decisions. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the thing coming Mayfield, out of college. Yeah. But like, he give, doesn't give, make the big mistake as much. Give Sam Darnold Baker's line. Give That's a good point because Sam Darnold does play very, very well in structure. Yeah. Like I, I the other uh, other thing I will mention is one of the other first round quarterbacks actually threw a pass this week. Mr. Josh Rosen came in. Uh, in relief for Matt Ryan in that, in that Falcons yeah, beat down. But, um, but no, back to that, that quarterback class. I mean, you're, you're right. You know, you've got Lamar, you've got Josh Allen. Those two guys, I think we uh, solidified themselves as franchise quarterbacks in this league to put nice it lightly. To Rudolph. <laughs> but the, the, the other two guys between Darnold and Baker, like Baker's going to get a bigger contract. I can almost guarantee that, but is it, is it going to be worth it compared to what kind of contract Sam Darnold might get in, in possibly a backup role? If Cleveland doesn't make the playoffs this year, you're better off just doing Keenum and then paying for a receiver or paying for any other position you need because they're pretty much set outside of receiver and quarterback at this point. And if you get someone like Case Keenum, he can keep the ship afloat to game managing wins. Do you think that he do you think Baker can flourish in, in any offense in the NFL? I'm trying to think of teams that he could go to. Like if the Browns decide, you know, we don't want to pay you this offseason, I'm trying to think of where he could end up. And I, I Minnesota. I mean, oh, don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. I would say like a team like New England would be great for him, but they got Mac Jones now. And if you can't do well needed. with a top three line and a top three running game, I know you don't have very many pass catchers on the team, but I mean, for God's sakes, you've got Nick Chubb and 
one of the best offensive lines, if you can't, and a great defense, if you can't will that to 10 wins, then I, I don't really know if you are worth, you know, half of what Josh Allen is getting paid. Like, I mean, the, the teams that like come to mind, like the Texans would not be a good fit for him. Obviously they need a quarterback. Um, the saints are going to go back to Jameis probably, probably after this year. Um, the dolphins, maybe I mean, the Broncos, they, like these are and Baker, basically the same player. Yeah. I just, I, I don't see it where there's a good fit for him to succeed right now, as far as openings at the quarterback position after this season. Yeah. I'd rather have two of them Baker. That, that might be a hot take, but at least he can run. Yeah. Hey man, Baker did that one hot hop step or whatever the hell that was that he did against <laughs> the Vikings. That was hilarious. Uh, we've, we've spent a little time on this game. Let's move on to a game that I'm very excited to talk about. The Titans won. We're <laughs> going to ignore that because that doesn't fit my agenda. AJ Brown, Mr. Top five himself. One catch <laughs> for 16 yards. What is that? What is that? That I does know Julio not, got placed on IR. That does not one sound like top catch? five, top five. No, it doesn't. That sounds like wide but... receiver five, not, not top five wide receiver. That sounds like a wide receiver five to me. Yikes. But Ugh. I think it's I think it's kind of what me and you what me and you agreed with, Jaden, is this is not going to be a pass heavy offense and Teams are just going to hone in on AJ Brown, whether or not Julio is there or not, they're going to hone in on him. And he got shut the fuck down this week. And I don't think that I, I will that stat line improve in weeks to come. Probably. I mean, more than likely, but I don't see him getting in this consistent eight catches, a hundred yards and a touchdown type games that we had seen the previous two weeks. I don't see that. Oh, no. Especially when not. they can double team him now that Julio's on IR, that bad yeah. is just a blow to AJ Brown there. Because they don't even have the run game anymore. Nope. Yeah. But they somehow have... they keep winning. Yep. And Well, that, you know, two missed props point after attempts and then a failed two-point conversion. They they got a little bit lucky in this one. Yeah. I mean, we and... could keep doing it, but, like, they're, they're, they got the – I'll do it every week, dude. I got time. Best record in the NFL, and they, they just keep knocking off You're... these former <laughs> – they won five straight against the teams that made the playoffs last year. Dude. Five. Dude, the, the Saints, Saints team didn't is have not Alvin the Saints Kamara. team that made They're the playoffs last year. The They're Saints running out Trevor Simeon, offensive. Mark Ingram, and Traquan Smith. Hey, man. They're, They're still winning. receiving threat was Mark Ingram. Was Mark Ingram a 30-year-old running back? They have nothing on offense if Alvin Kamara isn't in there. I am not impressed at all by this win. I'm, it's a miracle that that offense got the 23 points against this defense, but they had nothing on offense for the Saints. All right. Jaden, I know you've got this written down, but like, all right, where where are they in your mind as far as the rankings in the NFL? Like, what what number do you have them? I'll be honest, I, I moved eight. them down. I have them at ten. <laughs> I moved them down. I've got okay teams I have in front of them: Packers, Cowboys, Cardinals, Bucks, Rams, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Patriots. I can't say with confidence that they're better than any one of those teams. I, mean, I can't, yeah, and the Chargers, like, Chargers they, they are right below them. I can't say with confidence that they're that much better than Chargers. Beat the it's Chiefs. They aren't better than Chargers. Beat the Bills. Um, and I hate to say it because I know you're going to be Derrick like, I know Henry. they didn't have Derrick Henry, but they didn't have Derrick Henry. They beat the Rams without Derrick Henry. They did. But I'm the just 49ers saying. Just like, came in, the 49ers just came in and beat the Rams. Are we going to put the 49ers in the top 10, top five? No, because the record doesn't show that. 
At some point yeah, in time, you have to look at this team. This is a different team. This is an eight and two team. I mean, team we're looking at it NFL. down the road we, rather than currently. But we, but this is an eight and two team with a soft schedule down the stretch, and they just continue yeah, to win these games power without rankings. their best. But you have to take into uh, account what's what's happened and, and what is currently transpiring. And I mean, they just I continue them, to win these fucking I, games. If if they any given if week, I'm going this, off this team winning these last two games, this is probably where it happened. If I had this team that just beat the Rams, I'm like, well, that's a nice win. This team, Derrick Henry changes the outlook 20. of this team out of any <laughs> out of any player that doesn't play quarterback in this league. There's but no what, player that changes a team like Derrick Henry. What have we seen the last couple of weeks? We've seen the Bills lose to the Jags. We've seen the Ravens lose to the Dolphins. We've seen who else saw the Bengals lost Which to leads the Jets. Me like this, like these teams the are Titans losing. Are but the Titans have won. The Titans continue to win, even when these teams are dropping, laying eggs. If you, they got two wins without Derrick Henry, and I listen, if they if they go out and beat the Texans, maybe I'll move them up. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I just I can't trust them. The team is. I look on paper, and I know that they play the game for a reason, but. You got to look at the talent on the roster, and it's just not there without Derrick Henry. I mean, they got, you can't they, they put got, him at like got one something. or something. They got Mike Vrabel. They do. they do. If you put this team at one, I can't confidently say the one seed could beat the 20 seed in the power rankings at this point just because they don't have a lot going for them. Even though they keep winning I don't know. without their best player, right? I, 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 my, neutral, argument, my argument neutral is field. The Saints have nothing. Neutral field. Does the Titans Saints beat every single team that I just listed. Neutral field. Uh, no, I mean, not a one I mean, of them. what's what's the record against those teams so far this year? That's all we have to go off of. You can go off paper. You even just said the Browns, this team on paper looks great. What about all these other teams? The Rams, this team on paper looks great. What about all these other teams? They might on paper look great. This is a fucking NFL. These are professional athletes. And for some reason, the Tennessee Titans have the mental willpower right now to continue to win games, even without their best player. I do think that the Rams have been exposed on the O-line, though. Like, this is not even, like, a top half of the league offensive line. You have, like, 39-year-old Andrew Whitworth, and that's your claim to fame on the offensive line. That, as long as you just rush Stafford, I don't think they're going to be good. I mean, they beat the brakes off the Chiefs. And I know the Chiefs are struggling then, but, like, still, they get the shit out of the Chiefs. And I know, we consider and say, well, Josh Allen, if he got two yards instead of one, the Bills would have won that game. Yeah, if, if, if. Titans still won that fucking game. And I know Henry was there, but they still won that game. <laughs> I was just about to say it. But, but um, okay. But, but when Hen- <laughs> even though Henry's been out, they've still won the games. I'm going to keep going um, back to this. Until dude, they lose, until they lose, there's no reason for me to rank them outside of the top five. When they lose, I have them as I'm, I'm plummeting them to like 17. When and, they that's, lose. and that's fine. But for the time being, if they just continue to win, how do you, how do you keep putting them down? Like, I, I, I just, I don't understand. I, I just can't – I can't buy it. I can't buy this team. Uh, man, the Titans have really, really become a topic of conversation on this. Well, this is going to be like a weekly thing, a Titans checkup. Uh, but on to the Saints. Trevor Simeon didn't play awful. I mean, statistically, 298, two touchdowns. Mark Ingram in relief of Alvin Kamara, 14 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown, and he gets four catches for 61 yards. Uh, speaking of power rankings, I mean, where should the Saints be? Mitchell? I feel like they're probably like that middle of the pack team. They're still going to be scraping for that last wild card spot in the NFC just because that defense can carry them. 
But depending on how long Alvin Kamara is actually out, if this team has no offense, there's no chance for them if there's no Alvin Kamara because he is their top receiver, he's their top running back, and he's pretty much the only source of offense on this team. I mean, shit, before too long, he might become the leading passer too, the way the quarterback situation is. <laughs> I, I've Taysom got Hill had Taysom Hill did everything on offense. He was passing, he was rushing, and he was receiving in the game. The one thing I will say is this is this is their schedule down the stretch. They've got at the Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, at the Jets, Bucks, Dolphins, Panthers, Falcons. Definitely some winnable games. They play the Panthers and the Falcons who are right there with them and the Eagles, I guess, kind of, as far as in the NFC seventh spot, sixth spot. Um, but I agree with Mitch. The defense, I think, is going to keep them in these games. And I think that when it's all said and done, out of the teams that are, are in that, you know, five, the, the four or five teams that we've been talking about for that last wild card spot, I think that they've got the best defense out of those teams. And I'll take defense when it comes down to playoff time or crunch time in December, more so than I'll, I'll take the Vikings defense or the Falcons defense, even the Pan. I mean, the Panthers defense has been good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think the saints defense is, is a little bit better than them. So I, I, I have them in that 14, 15, 16 range somewhere in there. I don't think that they're going to compete with the, the bucks and the Cowboys of, of the, of the world. But um I, I think that they'll sneak in. I, I do more so than the Seahawks. So I had them cause I, ju- I did the power rankings right after the Rams game. I have them at 20 and I th- just from where I'm, the way I'm seeing it right now is you've got no playmakers outside of Alvin Kamara with Trevor Simeon as your quarterback, your margin for error is razor thin. Like they, you saw it on Sunday. They had a turnover. They had a special teams touchdown allowed and they had a bad call at the end of the game, they lose the game. And we've, we're not, I'm not getting into the Titans again, but this isn't an, this is not an outstanding football, 22 football players, but the, the margin for error is so thin with the saints and they just, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to score enough points a lot of weeks to stay in with these high powered offenses in the NFC, the Packers, the Cowboys, these, you know, teams that are going to put up a lot of points. I just, I don't trust them. I think it's the time to put in Taysom Hill. Like, I know he's not a great quarterback, but you need, like, ground and pound, clock management play style with that defense. And I don't – Simeon's okay, but I feel like Taysom could probably do a little bit better in that kind of a situation, especially with two the two-back system between Ingram and Kamara. I feel like they could just burn up as much time as they want, kind of similar to the Ravens and how they like to do it. Well, in years past, not this year, where they're coming from behind every game, but I think clock management is going to be a huge thing for them. Should they trade for like a? I mean, I, well, I, I can't trade. Pass, right I now. guess we're past it's the past, Yeah, I was going to say because this, I would have looked into like a like an Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew <laughs> type Baker of guy to come in. I was thinking that, but I was like, <laughs> the Browns are in contention; they're not going to do that. But uh, but yeah, I, the quarterback plays at some point in time. It's going to catch up to him, um, and. Obviously, it might have this week, but I, I think that that's going to be a problem for them. But I, if they can rely on their defense, I mean, the defense is going to keep them in games, and and that's all that you can ask for. Uh, you know, come December, I mean, now we're, we're crazy. We're halfway done November, um, but w- once we're into December and January, that's what you're going to need is strong defense to rely on. Yeah, 
All right, so moving on to our next game, and this is going to be a fun one. Vikings 27, Chargers 20. My notes that I wrote down says Tyler and Mitchell fight. So, Tyler, I'm just going to give you the floor. Say what you have to say about this game. Yeah, I mean, Vikings are back in the playoff race. Woohoo! Can't wait to see how they ruin all my hopes like they do every other year. Um, but, you know, they were they were in control of this game. I mean, I know the Chargers went ahead, I think it was 17-13, and then the Vikings were able to bounce back and then pretty much controlled it down the stretch. Uh, I know that there was a fourth down call late in the game, which was very crucial for them to get to pretty much ice the game. Uh, but this is this is typical. I, I literally said on the pod last week, I was like, everything says Chargers are going to win this game, so I'm going to pick the Vikings, and that's exactly what happened. It's, it's the NFL. It, it seems to go like that. But um, I, I I do think that there's hope. And what did they do this week that they haven't done? Kubiak came out and said it, and they lived up to it, and that is get the ball to Justin Jefferson. Do it and do it a ton. Just don't stop doing it. When you get up, don't stop. Don't don't be complacent. Don't hand the ball off three downs and punt. Go to your receivers. They're there. They're the most vital part of this offense. I know Dalvin Cook's there, but those receivers between Jefferson and Thielen, you got to use them. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to talk much shit to you, Mitch, other than, like, thanks for the win. You know, take that L, <laughs> uh, Skull Vikes. But, um, but, yeah, I thought the Vikings looked good this weekend. They'll probably lay an egg next week against the Packers, per usual. Fair enough. I know, Mitchell, you said you uh, weren't really able to watch this one. Do you have anything to say here? I do. I would like to say that the Vikings are, like, one of the best, like, skill position teams on paper. And you'd think that they were going to be able to beat any team in the NFL. And they pretty much are in every game. They've only had one game that wasn't a one-score game, and that was the game they won. It's just a matter of how much Zimmer gets in the way of them finishing a game. And for change, he finally made the right play calls by giving it to Justin Jefferson against a semi-depleted secondary. I'm not going to say we were, like, strip bare or anything like that, but we couldn't play the way we wanted to. And that obviously showed because you can't play Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson shorthanded. And I, I, there's a semi-panic button for us right now as the Chargers as an organization, but this is probably one of our roughest games we had left in the season, and we're past it at this point. So, yeah, that's true. Chargers are what now five and four? Yeah, they're right there with yeah. all the other teams yeah. in the AFC. They have, fall, they have fallen <laughs> right into the pit that is the AFC. Good luck. Well, welcome. And the welcome. AFC West. Yeah, welcome every team is arms. what? The Chiefs are six and four. The Raiders are five and four. The Chargers are five and four. And the Broncos are five and five. Just absolutely. It's just like the AFC North with the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. It's the same thing. There's so much parity between those two divisions. Uh, and it's going to be crazy the, the second half of this season to see who ends up coming up on top who ends up getting it in the wild card because i think we're going to have some like divisional matchups in the wild card round absolutely in the in the oh, afc I mean, there's no way That'd we don't. there's no way we don't we've got Between the afc north and the afc west i mean west. there's no way it doesn't fall that way like give me a give me a chargers chiefs and a ravens steelers wild card weekend oh that'll be fun to watch uh yeah I, I'd love that. That that totally wouldn't end poorly for us. Uh, <laughs> just so speaking of the Steelers, uh, 
Next on the slate. Uh, <laughs> some people may have heard that uh, we did something. We didn't lose this week. So that's you a might good as thing. Well we didn't we didn't <laughs> lose to the Lions, which is what I did. So, like I know I didn't say it on the podcast, but I've been saying for weeks. I was like, we are going to be the Lions' first win, and we weren't. However, we did not win this game, which would lead those that are listening to believe that we tied, sixteen to sixteen. Um, I had to leave my house because I was not happy with the ending of this game. I was really unhappy with the fact that we fumbled twice in overtime. Pat Fryermuth, who's a guy that I've been talking up for the last two months, drops a ball that was right in his hands, and then he gets the catch with eight seconds left. All he has to do is catch the ball, get out of bounds, we kick the field goal, probably win the game. And he fumbles it, and by the grace of God, he fumbles it at the hash mark, and somehow that ball does not bounce out of bounds. All it has to do is roll out of bounds, and we get to kick the field goal. It doesn't. Not surprised. I'm just disappointed. We didn't have Big Ben. We didn't have Chase Claypool. TJ Watt left for a period of time. Joe Hayden was hurt. Kevin Dotson left for a period of time. And we couldn't stop the run. And we threw the ball 50 times with Mason Rudolph, with Mason against, Rudolph. The, against the 29th best rush defense in the NFL when we have Najee Harris. What? Okay. I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. Good job, Steelers. You didn't lose to the Lions. Uh, next up, football team. What? Beating the <laughs> reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers 29 to 19 on a wildly impressive 11 minute drive to finish the game. The result that ended in a touchdown. Uh, I am surprised and disappointed in this game because. Well, Kane's not here to talk shit, so like it, it doesn't really matter. But best believe Thursday he's gonna make up for it with a twenty-minute segment. Um, <laughs> did, did any did anyone have Washington in this game? Did either of you guys no put some serious money on Washington in this one? No, but but Kane mentioned it, and we did discuss it on the last pod about how this team fared in the playoffs against the Bucks, and that they gave them probably you know their best game in the playoffs. And they came out with a little bit of revenge in their, in their minds. And I mean, Taylor Heineke played a great game. I think they scored on their first three possessions. I also noticed that the bucks on their first three, three possessions went fumble turnover on downs interception. And that's how you lose games is by starting it out like that. So, I mean, good job on Washington. I did not have them winning this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the way the defense played last year, showed up again uh this week and i think the absence of antonio brown and gronk is really showing for the bucks right now yeah and i mean congrats to washington i mean i hate to be a asshole but this is their super bowl like good job you won this game i think a lot of it was the bucks shooting themselves in the foot more than washington coming out and taking this game there were two picks from tom brady and i believe there was a they showed a stat that there was a point in the game where three of his last seven pass attempts were picks dating back to the Saints game where he threw the pick on the last play. Um, but yeah, also very costly victory for the Washington football team as they lose their best player in Chase Young uh, to a torn ACL. Uh, On to our next game. Cowboys 43, Falcons 3. This was very, very I mean, this this was the most convincing win 
I think of the season, especially from like a contender, like a Super Bowl contender to a borderline playoff contender. Uh, This game was over midway through the second quarter. Like you, Tyler, you said it. They turned it off. Yeah, they turned it it off at Fox. It was it was the the local game here in Kansas City. And uh, yeah, they turned it off. And I can't remember what game on. But anyways, yeah, they, they, they turned it completely off. Uh, because it was so much of a blowout. And I mentioned it earlier, but I mean, Josh Rosen got some time. Uh, that, that should tell you how much of a blowout this game really was. But yeah, the Cowboys came out, you know, we, we all had a feeling this was coming. I think we, me, you and uh, Kane, Jaden, me, you and Kane said that the Falcons plus eight was what we liked, but the Cowboys to win. Um, but I mean, the Cowboys just absolutely smoked them and, and put down the beat down. And I think that that some of that had to do with how poorly they played the week before against the Broncos. Yeah, uh, there was definitely some revenge that they wanted to go out and get, and they were going to go out and beat the crap out of whoever they played, and that's exactly what they did. Well, and you mentioned it too, with this being a, a uh, what should have been a, you know, a team in the playoffs or it's a team on the on the fringe of being in the playoffs. And if the season ended on Sunday, that would have been a playoff game. Funny enough, so uh, the Cowboys really showed their <laughs> showed their showed their muscle in that game, to put it lightly. Yeah, that was. I, I mean, like the Falcons were a team that I was lower on than most people, but I really started, they started to grow on me throughout the season, you know, with the Cordero Patterson, who we'll get to in a second, um, him breaking out like he has, but man, three points against a really bad defense. Falcons defense is right back to being awful. Like we thought it was going to be speaking of a team that's been blown out really, really, really bad recently. The Jets lose 45 to 17 against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, The Mike White era has come to a close, a very fast close after he played a game and a quarter of okay football. Who would have thought (laughs) after the after he claimed he should have been the number one pick? Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought that the Jets backup quarterback isn't that good? Uh, Jags, Colts, Jags, believe it or not, actually had a chance in this game. Uh, yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence fumbled uh, final possession and the Colts ended up winning, but they they really were in this down to the end. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it. Like the, the Lions, the Jags, even the Texans at times. I mean, the Jets at times have as well. You know, these teams that had really no aspirations to be anywhere near the playoffs at the beginning of the year are given some of these playoff teams fits. And that's all that you can ask for is, you know, coming off a win like Buffalo, obviously their emotions were high and it's so hard to, to get that back. And I think a lot of people assumed, Oh, well they got their one win. They'll get blown out this week against the Colts. But yeah, like you said, they had the ball across midfield going down for the game, what would have been the game time score pending extra point game winning extra point. Uh, and then Lawrence fumbled. So they were right in it till the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would have taken the Colts on the spread in this game. Yeah, they were 10 and a half, uh, I think is what it was. Yeah. Uh, so next up, Panthers at Cardinals. Cardinals obviously still without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Panthers, though, win 34 to 10 in Arizona. Cam Newton comes out, I believe. I think he scored a touchdown on his first drive or first play, something like that. And then Yeah, the rushing touchdown. First all, two plays. Yeah. Yeah, we've all his seen the video plays, of him taking his helmet off and yelling, I'm back and stuff. I mean, I've never been a huge Cam guy, but uh, I sent that video to you guys of him like on the sideline and everybody's huddled around him and he's just hyping up the team. 
I love that. You got you to gotta love that from a guy who really does get a bad rap in the media. Like everybody, you know, calls him a locker room cancer and whatever. And he, guys like to rally around him. He's got charisma so, for sure. He can, oh yeah, he, can sure. he can take over a locker room when, whenever he enters one. And I think that's awesome. Um, the other thing is this week we have Cam Newton facing off against Ron Rivera, which I think is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. So just quick question. Uh, this I know this wasn't one of our headline games, but Mitchell, do you think that Cam Newton is able to push the Panthers over the edge into a legit playoff contender? I think it's more McCaffrey than him. He opens up the offense so much more. Like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are okay, but if you don't have a legitimate running slash backfield receiving threat, they're nothing. And that that showed the entire time McCaffrey was out. Now all of a sudden Robbie Anderson looks like a decent receiver again. I, I don't think it's any coincidence there that I think this entire team runs through Christian McCaffrey and Cam just so happens to love him. So it might look like Cam causing that effect and he might end up staying in Carolina for the foreseeable future. Yeah, as a uh, DJ Moore fantasy owner, I was not happy to see Robbie Anderson not only get a touchdown on Sunday, but show up to the press conference and sit next to Cam Newton. That was terrifying. Uh, Tyler, do you think that Cam Newton is able to push the Panthers into serious playoff contention? Uh, Over the next three weeks, yes. They play Washington at the Dolphins and Falcons at home. After that, they have the Bills, Bucks, Saints, Bucks. Rough, yeah. rough four games down the stretch. But I think for the next couple of weeks, yeah, I think that they can absolutely get back into this race. I mean, they're not out of it by any means because it's the NFC. We're talking about teams like the Saints, um, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Vikings, uh, the Falcons as well. So there's like five, six teams that can all, you know, get into the wild card in this, I don't know, six, seven seed. Probably going to be two teams out of the five or six, or there's going to be two spots between the five or six teams. So I think they can get in there uh, as far as like in contention, but it's going to come down to those four games. And if they can go two and two, three and one in those four games. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to get into the playoffs. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. All right. And then our last game, uh, Eagles 30 Broncos 13. This is probably a game that I I just wouldn't have watched if it was on here. It just felt like a boring game to watch. I don't know what the Broncos are, but I do think though that Jalen Hurts has at least solidified his st- has his spot as a starting quarterback for the rest of this season. Uh, maybe beyond that, there's still questions about that, but I think he has earned that starting spot for the rest of the year. Uh, and that's that wraps think- up all of the game. Oh, go ahead. I would like to say the Eagles, they might be a sneaky pick for the wild card. You look at their schedule left. I know. New Orleans, rough game. Then the Giants, then the Jets, then Washington, then the Giants, then Washington, then Dallas. They have six fairly winnable games in there. And I think this is one of the more underrated teams in the NFL, the way they've been playing and the way Devontae Smith and Hurts Slay. are. Slay is a top corner. I after last year, I wasn't willing to say it, but he's been amazing this year. He's he's making a case for defensive player of the year. I'm not saying he's there, but I'm saying he's <laughs> he's definitely in the mix. Yeah. It's just really hard to win it as a corner. Trayvon Diggs uh, making his case too. He had another pick. Oh yeah, I was, I was, so uh, another off target EINT. <laughs> I love Kane, but man, 
there have been a lot of topics that he would have loved to have been here for, and there are a lot of topics that he might be glad that he is not here to hear our shit for. Uh, so that wraps up Sunday's games. Going on to game balls, I'll go last. So, Mitchell, who's your game ball for the week? I was going to say Justin Jefferson, but I'm going to say – now, this is going to be a twist on it. I'm going to say Pat Fryermuth because he gave the game ball to the Lions on that fumble. Wow, what a spin Tyler. zone, Mitchell. Go ahead. <laughs> um, go ahead, Tyler. All right, all right. My game ball is this week's going to go to Mac Jones. Uh, came out, bought out once again, 198 and three. I think Mitchell said he's got a 98 QBR in, 98. Uh, in, in, the, the, in the fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. And not only is he making a case for um, for for rookie of the year, but uh, the Patriots, like I said, they're making a case right now for. Assuming the AFC, maybe in football, who knows? I'm high on the Patriots right now, and I'm high on Mac Jones, and uh, he had another stellar performance. I thought you were about to say Mac Jones might be making a case for MVP. I was like, whoa. Not yet. Um, Not this year. (laughs) Hey, maybe. Uh, My game ball, though, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. He was my start of the week when Kane and Mitchell said sit him this week. So – and I traded for Patrick Mahomes, so I got to reap the benefits. Got to, you know, get the reward for saying he was my start of the week. Finishes with 38 points for me, 400 yards, five touchdowns against a division opponent in Vegas. Come on, bro. It's Patrick Mahomes. All the all the doubters, a little real quiet right now. Uh, so, and our last thing on the slate is Patriots Falcons Thursday night football. We've really been lacking on covering the Thursday night football game in our Monday slash Tuesday podcast. I don't, I don't even remember the last time we did it to be honest with you, but we have Patriots at Falcons on Thursday night. Uh, the Patriots we've talked about at length. Uh, they're on a four game winning streak and playing just great football. Falcons are coming off of a 40 point loss. Uh, and their best player, their X factor that they've had this season, Cordero Patterson has a sprained ankle. He, I believe he tweaked it at some point in that Cowboys game. Mitchell, do you have anything on that? Uh, they haven't released anything official yet as far as like MRI or grade of sprain, but I can't imagine he's going to play this week. It's so fresh. He's not going to be able to practice at all. I, I just can't see him playing this early on. Yeah, especially, like you said, in a short week, it's going to be really hard to get him back, but maybe the, you know, the 10-day rest if, will help if, him. Yeah, if Cordero was playing in this game, I think the Falcons would have a decent chance at winning in this game, and reason being is because they're coming off such a beatdown against Dallas and because New England is on such this high and it's on the road on a short week. That's just a recipe for an upset. Um, we saw it this week against – uh, the Ravens and the Dolphins. Um, but without Corderell, I don't know how they're going to get any offensive production considering Belichick's just going to take away pits because you know that's what he's going to do. Um, and then you're going to rely on Mike Davis and Zacchaeus. I was about to say, is this the Mike Davis week? I, I, I don't, I don't see it happening. So I, I, I think the Patriots win this game pretty easily uh, if, if Patterson's out. Patterson's in. I think that they, it, it could, be, could be a close one. I was, the spread I was is six and a half. Oh, it's up to seven. I had five six and a half, and a half right now on ESPN. Okay. All right. Six and a half. Uh, I was just about to say, is Mike Davis, the waiver wire out of the week, not named AJ Dillon? Uh, maybe. Probably. Maybe. I, there weren't any I, like huge significant 
injuries this week. I felt like, well, I tell you who might be the waiver wire out of the week was, is going to be on the other side. And that might be Ramondre Stevenson. So. Tyler sit of the week last week, who scored 28 points. Sit of the week, but started, but started him in my 12 man league. So I was going to be a winner either way and a loser either way. So I kind of worked out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so like you said, Mitchell Patriots minus six and a half. Yep. Uh, Patriots minus two forty on the money line. Falcons plus one ninety. I think I'm gonna go Patriots on both. Uh, they're just hot right now, and the Falcons. I know that they're angry or whatever after losing by forty to Dallas. But if they don't have Cordero Patterson, Belichick's gonna take away Pitts. They have no offensive weapons, and Matt Ryan doesn't really play well without great offensive weapons around him. So give me the Patriots on both. Mitchell, what do you got? I'm going to take the Pats on both. Unless, like, Wayne Gallman and Mike Davis emerge as some sort of amazing running back tandem, there's no way they're going to create any offense in this game. All right, yeah. Tyler, what do you got? I'm going Pats on both. Uh, I know that the Falcons are going to be ticked off after losing that game, but um, with no quarter out, there's there's no offense, and I don't have faith in this defense either. Uh, I mean, they just saw 43. Uh, to the Cowboys. Um, so I don't see any way how the Falcons can really stay close in this game. So yeah, give me Patriots by 13. That's, that's, that's what, that's my prediction for this game. Patriots by 13. There you go. All right. Well, I can't wait to sure. hear you. Uh, I can't wait to hear you come back and say after they've won by 13, because you know, you are the picks, you are the picks champion here at the blitz. Um, I can't wait to see you come back and do your victory lap on that one. All right, well, that does it for the show today. Uh, we're still running that jersey giveaway on Instagram. Uh, 100 followers. Tell your friends. You want a free jersey. Uh, power rankings are going to be up on TikTok and Instagram probably on Tuesday. You'll probably be hearing this on Tuesday as well. So, yep, that's it. Thank you guys for listening.